0: It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more now. Here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing
1: cultures together. Morning sports fans, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. And I told you 2023 we were going to bring the guests. Last week, it was MC Kid Frost. Yes, the MC Kid Frost. And this week, you know how much I appreciate boxing, especially here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And when I think of the timeline and all the fighters, Angelo Leo, shout out to you. I know you just became the sixth world champion. Austin Trout, Holly Holm. Let's not forget Irish Sean McClain. He was the IBC champion. Then you had, of course, Danny and Johnny unbelievable careers, and then that next generation came up, Pitbull Torres, the fighting pride of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Then Brian Mendoza, Lavala, right? He goes and has an unbelievable win on Showtime. Then you have the Perez brothers who are doing unbelievable work, and then there's the kid that they said could be the seventh world champion. He's 12 and 08 knockouts, and I'm happy to have him in studio alongside Micah Frankel. Micah, it's good to see you.
0: Good morning, Mike. Good to see you.
1: But I'm excited for this guest. And I'm not, only, not only is he fighting coming up in February, which we're going to talk about, but Diamond Boy, no pressure. But they're expecting you to be number seven with that world title. Welcome to the show, buddy.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: That's the plan. That's the plan. I'll tell you what, your excitement and how you fight. And the energy you bring to the ring is very reminiscent of Johnny. You know, it's very hard to compare anybody, but very reminiscent yes. of Johnny, the way you bring energy to the ring. You had a long layoff, you came back, you fought. What's it going to feel like when you step in that ring?
2: It's going to feel good, man. I mean, changed up camp a little bit. I'm doing a lot more than I ever have as far as conditioning. And, and there's a lot of stuff that we incorporated into this camp that I think is going to help me shine a little bit more, uh, shine a little bit brighter. Um It's going to be cool. I learned a lot out in Vegas, you know. Um, I took it up another level, and and I just feel like it's going to be one of my best performances yet against my toughest opponent yet.
1: Last week, you stepped into the studios. Did you ever imagine you were going to run into Kid Frost?
2: (laughs) No way. I did not. That was was cool. That was exciting. Um, A legend, a Hispanic legend at that. And not just that,
1: but also wants to follow you. See, this is what I mean about boxing. Yes. You just don't know who you're going to come across... And now you guys are connected. You know, he has Jorge Linares, knew all about the Burks, knew about Johnny. The guy had boxing knowledge. Yep.
2: Perfect example of uh, everything happens for a reason.
1: So you go down to Las Vegas.
2: What happens there? You leave Albuquerque. You're down there for how long? Maybe a year? Uh, About six months, half a year. And then I I went back for another camp. So, So probably a total of eight, nine months.
1: Eight or nine months. So when you first go, are you working with other boxers or did you decide... I'm going to train out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I went
2: out there to to learn different, meet new people. And um, I, I was just trying to get a big opportunity and, and obviously learn from from the greatest coaches in the world and some of the best fighters in the world. So um, I went out there and I met a lot of very good fighters. Uh, I mean, Ugas. Uh, yeah, Udanis Ugas, uh, the champ. Yeah, Udanis Ugas. Obviously, Brian Mendoza is out there. That's one of the reasons I was out there as well. Um Fernando Vargas, all his sons. I met all of them, watched them spar. I got to share the ring with some of uh, some of the best fighters in the world. Uh, Kazuto Ayoka, who's a 6 time world yeah. champion right now. Yeah. Um, Andy Dominguez, who's on his way up as well. He's another tough, tough fighter. Learned from one of the greatest coaches in the world is Maya Salas. Um, uh, you know, uh, Fernando Diaz is another trainer. He came out here with Albuquerque with me and, uh, on my last fight, and he taught me a lot. I, I just, you know... Um, my brain was a sponge out there. I went out there to learn a lot. I learned a lot about my body, about my diet, how to take care of myself, and, and um, it brought me up another level. I missed home, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, Albuquerque's special, and it's not just red or green chili. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. The show's Mike Adams 2.0. The Diamond Boy, Matthew Griego, is our guest. Michael, we have saw Diamond Boy's all 12 fights. We've we followed him since the first time
0: he stepped in the ring, and now he's back. The first time I ever saw you step in the ring, Matt, I can remember, it was your last amateur fight. I believe there was the Johnny Tapia Memorial event. We're going day for the amateurs, night for the pros, and all of a sudden, there's this crowd. There's this roar going on, and I'm looking around like... I thought the pros weren't starting till this <laughs> evening and, and the place is filling up and I'm glad I was already ringside. And and that's the kind of attention. What was that like as an amateur
2: already drawing that kind of attention? I was coming out with the red and yellow too. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, it was cool. I mean, my, my family did a very good job of, of, you know, supporting me and, and kind of putting me out there. And I mean, I think the skills did the rest. I mean, I, I was a very good fighter in the amateurs and, um, I always put on good shows and I feel like my entourage and the way I walked out and kind of the way I carry myself and, and talk to people. And I think that has helped me along the way. And as far as building my following and, and people love to watch me fight.
1: Now, I want to ask you this, who's going to be in your corner on this fight night, Who who's going to be in your corner? Because when you, when you talk about you, you're, you're just getting so much knowledge from everybody who's in your corner, this fight,
2: you know, um, I got to keep family in my corner, and, and that's uh, uh, Manny Onaya. Obviously, he's been with me through through a lot, and um, I feel like he's kept me real he, – He he's really he, – he loves me, you know, and I love him, and I think that's that's a big thing. I got uh, Daniel Almanzar, Taz. I don't know if you know know yeah, him. He used absolutely. to fight back in the day. Um, and uh, I come and we got Sergio Chavez. Oh, great um, so, great addition. So we're putting together a good team, and um, Fidel Maldonado Jr. is helping us out as well in camp. Uh, southpaw, I'm fighting a southpaw, so he's there. Um so we're just putting together a team that I, that I feel comfortable with, and, and we're going to l- just go do it. Shout-out Fidel
1: Sr., Fidel Jr. Shout-out to the Hall of Famer, Sergio Chavez, who's going to be the cut man for Diamond Boy. Now, you know, people, do you feel like you've had pressure since you started? And let me give you an example. Like, when you hear people are on Diamond Boy's the guy, now— Abraham Perez has that kind of pressure after you, right? And yeah. and because he did so well in the Olympic box offs, he's an incredible fighter. But does do you feel like you're carrying the city on your back a little bit?
2: Um, I do in a sense, but then I I just try to try to keep the weight light, you know. I, in my own head, I I just try to live day by day. Um, one of Johnny's favorite well, favorite things is one day at a time, and and you know I take that. I take that into consideration in everything I do because you don't know how long we're going to be here. I mean, it's hard as it is. Boxing is the hardest sport in the world. And um, to have the weight on your shoulders, trying to make sure you're doing everything right for everyone else, it's tough. I love everyone, and that's why I do this for. But first, it's me, my daughter, and my wife, and my family. You know, I work hard for them, and everything else will come along, and, and I appreciate everyone else that supports me. I just try to keep the weight on my shoulders a little bit light because...
1: Well, I gotta say this. I remember the fight. Fidel was the main. You were the co-main, and you came out in the All Albuquerque Dukes. This is what I mean about repping Albuquerque, right? Josh does a great job of it. You do a great job, but I won't forget that All Albuquerque Duke get-up. That's that's what I mean about a different energy with Diamond Boy.
0: February fourth, the Rumble at Revel. It's your promotion. Shout out one more time, Manuel and I. He's the one that named it Wrecking Crew Promotions, I believe. First venue, first venture for you guys as a promotion. You're in the main event. What has this been like, all encompassing all this process from you now having a bigger role in putting together the show?
2: You know, it's been fun. I mean, I- I've watched promoters do it, and like I've been part of the fights, obviously, and um... Selling tickets and trying to make sure we're promoting it right and getting people to get to the fight. Um, It's been fun, but it's also been a little bit stressful. I mean, finding opponents, for instance, I found Pitt, his opponent. I found myself, my opponent. Um, Like reaching out to people and and learning the the promotion side of it's a little tough. But now, uh, a week ago, I had to cut ties with that that's my dad's my dad's thing let him take care of it him and Doris robinson who is helping us along the way let them finish this sh- the the show taking care of everything else so i'm not um stressing about it now it's time to focus on my fight and get ready
0: any funny reactions when you call somebody and you're like hi i'm looking for somebody to fight me
2: <laughs> yeah um so there's this guy I reached out to before and uh i asked him hey you interested in fighting me we're gonna be main event and He was like, fighting you? And I said, yeah, he's like, you crazy? He said, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So people are kind of like, you're calling me to fight me? I'm like, yeah. I I mean, I just want to fight. And and in my division, I know how hard it is to fight opponents and um, to bring them out here. So I I, I want to find a good opponent. I I don't want to fight nobody that I should beat. I want to find somebody that's going to take me up a level and show what I've learned.
1: You're listening to ESPN 101.7, the team. My name's Mike Adams. It's Mike Adams 2.0. Go to the Instagram. You can listen to this uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So this will go out. And now let's get back to Matthew Griego, Diamond Boy. So promoting a fight, being the headliner of the fight. Floyd's been able to do it, right? And a lot of these guys are starting to branch off and do their own thing now. So you're becoming your own brand at this point. Is
2: that the goal? You're the brand that that's the plan. Of course, I mean, obviously, my dad he he's the promoter, but um, my plan is to be my own brand, my own name, and and um, like I said, my weight division's tough to get the attention on it and get these promoters to sign you. I mean, I went to Vegas for that reason, and um, nothing yet. But I mean, I think it'll come. And if not, well, we're gonna we're gonna promote myself, and I'm gonna take out some of these top guys, and I'll have to get a shot sooner or later. They'll have to give me something where I'm gonna go and upset somebody, even if that's what I have to do.
1: You know, Albuquerque was spoiled for the last 25 years. We, we had boxing cards, gigantic boxing cards, and then the pandemic hits, and then we don't get boxing for a very, very long time. And if you've never seen Diamond Boy, you've never seen Pitt, I encourage all of you, I don't know if you're sold out already, I know it's going to be a sold out show, but I encourage you, get your tickets since now, and come watch potentially the next world champion. And the pride... The fighting pride of Albuquerque. I mean, Josh and Albuquerque, you got to say it synonymously. I mean, he loves this city. You love this city. Yes, sir. But, Michael, I've been doing this a long time. I mean, a long, long time. And the energy that's recreated now was needed for the community for sure. For sure. Like, we needed this boxing event.
0: It felt like for quite a while that boxing was stagnant, and then we had this peak again where everything was starting to go great, and then the pandemic has shut it all down. So... Every local event that we can have is great to see. Legacy boxing promotions. Now we have Wrecking Crew promotions. You've seen throughout the state, Isidro Castillo throwing events. So uh, boxing is slowly but surely getting back to where we're seeing an event every month instead of every six months.
2: Where can everybody get tickets? Uh, abqrevel.com. Um, you could also go on my Facebook. I have the link there, or on my Instagram as well. My the links there to go and buy tickets. You chose your seat. Get them now because the good seats are front row is gone. Um, second row will be probably gone real soon. I mean, th- it is going to sell out. Yeah. Uh, me and Pitt are on the card. I I, I feel like that's a done. That's a done deal there. Um, and to top it off, talking about the pandemic, I was the very very last event boxing fight here in Albuquerque uh before the, the shutdown.
1: I remember that. I believe it was at the casino.
2: Yep, you slid at a casino. Yep, you, yeah, I remember that, Micah.
0: Winning your first title, gotta ask, where's the belt? What well that's at mean?
2: home. That's my mama's belt. <laughs> <laughs> that's your mom's right there. Yeah, she that's hangs my mom's. it. Up? Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, gotta ask, how did you settle on Brian Aquino for the opponent? Twelve and two, tough guy from Puerto Rico. How did you settle on him for February fourth?
2: Well, I mean, I wanted to give my opponent time to get ready. I didn't want to go and find someone later. And, you know, it's a uh, a fill-in or a, I wanted to find someone ahead of time. So I was looking before we even had the show set. I was kind of looking and reaching out. And I reached out to him and he right away sent me his number. Um, and then I had doors to the rest. Uh, he's a tough fighter. I mean, he's a Southpaw. Um, he's 12 and two. He has six KOs. He's coming from Puerto Rico. Um, they're always great fighters. Uh, I expect him to be my toughest challenge yet, and, and that's what I was looking for. I mean, I'm not here to just be a local fighter. I want to be a world champion, and to do that, I have to take out some of these guys that are a threat. And, and you know, from, now, from here on out, I think every fight I take is going to be a threat, and I have to be ready. How's the weight cut? You
1: know, I always ask. I, I hate to even bring it up, Micah, because we've had the greatest fighters in studio with us. And when I bring that up, there's usually not a smile.
2: But how's the weight? <laughs> uh, there's a smile right now because uh, it's been good, man. I mean, like I said, I learned a lot about my body. And that's also my conditioning coach that we hired, uh, Leroy Bazan. He's Manuel yeah. and I's cousin. Actually. I know Leroy well. Shout out Leroy. And uh, uh, he's taught me a lot about my body and how to eat. And so, so I have learned a lot about my nutrition and taking care of myself. And I mean, right now I'm only 10 pounds overweight. Wow. And I, have, I have still four weeks. Um i'm gonna stay here until probably the last week and a half, and I'll cut the rest water weight really it'll be easy, so so i'm I'm good I'm comfortable I'm eating my meals i'm in shape i'm I'm ready to go right now. We're just now we just gotta sharpen up and just stay in the gym. i mean it hasn't been hard. this has been my best weight cut so far
0: with so money great talented upcoming fighters here in the state what kind of challenge was it for you guys as a promotion i know you're not handling all that stuff now but like a month ago two months ago deciding here are the local guys that we're going to put on the card because i'm sure there was a ton of people blowing up your phone wanting to be on this one
2: yeah there's unfortunately we weren't able to get everybody that wanted to be on the card on the card you know um obviously uh we had set me as the main event Josh Torres, actually, I had been telling my dad that it'd be nice to get Josh Torres on the card because if we have me and Josh Torres on the card, it's sold out. The rest of the card we don't really have to stress about. We got Jordan Garcia, obviously, her she hasn't fought in a couple years. That's going to be good. Um, Steven Truhecki making his debut. Justice Hiron, who made his debut against a tough opponent, um, he's going to be on the card. Um, we're bringing Ray Diaz from Vegas, trains with Ismael Salas and them. Hopefully, we're still trying to get it matched up. Uh, his opponent pulled out. Gene Perez was supposed to fight him. Yeah. Accepted a bare knuckle fight instead, which I understand, you know, he's probably getting paid really good. Um, uh, it, it was tough though, and Josh actually reached out to me because he had heard that I was t- saying that I would like him to be on the card. The only thing I was thinking about was, I don't know if Pitt would want to be a co-main, you know. Um, and we were trying to set up a really good fight with Pitt, and we might have moved him to the main event because, um, I don't know if I'm, I should even say who it was or anything, but it's a local very big fight that we could have had set up that wow. uh, uh didn't quite get made so um uh but it did not and and uh pit has been easy to work with and and very cool i mean he's really helping us out on this card i gotta give him a shout out for that because he just wants to fight and and we're gonna make it happen so
0: and it's good, been a good partnership. Last time you fought, we're out there at a golf course. Did you ever expect to be punching somebody on a putting green? Well, I mean, you were in the ring, but we were kind of there on the putting green.
2: Man, that that, that card was a little bit crazy. Uh, the crowd got – we got we sold out. I think we oversold out. Um, there was more people there than there was supposed to be. Uh, people were fighting over seats and stuff from what I had heard. But um, it, it was a very cool show. It was the first time I fought on a Pitbull pit undercard. So, like I said, me and Pitt on the card – it's, it's a sold-out show. It's going to be great. Matthew
1: Diamondboy Griego is my guest. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Presented by El Mesquite Market. Bringing cultures together. Welcome back. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. The guest list just keeps getting more incredible. We're coming up close to 100 episodes We're going to do something spectacular on the 100 episodes. I expect Diamond Boy to be there. I expect a whole lot of people to be there. To be be there? We're going to be giving details here in the near future. My main man, Cell, has to be there. You've been with 100 episodes already, Cell, But I want to continue our journey with the Diamond Boy. Matthew Griego is going to be fighting February 4th here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I've been asking all my guests, and I have to ask you this. What is the music now for you, stay with me, for you now, when you're in training camp, you're hitting the bag, you're sparring, what's that music that gets you pumped up?
2: Uh, I mean, I listen to more old school, old, like older uh, hip-hop than I do the new school. I don't really care for it. Um, I try to get my brother not to listen to it, and all my brothers not listen to it. I try to make them realize that it's just music. These guys, that the stuff they're rapping about and stuff, it's music. Because I, I feel like the, the younger generation takes it to heart. And that's why you have the gun violence and, and, you know, all this other stuff where it's cool to smoke and cool to do all these other things. I mean, I, I don't really listen to hip-hop from nowadays anymore. I, I, I listen to more old school. Not old school, but, I mean, 50 Cent, Tupac, Biggie. Right. Um, you know, uh, those kind of guys. So.
1: so on the day of the fight, Matt, let me take you to the day of the fight, right? Yeah. And in the morning...
2: You listen to a little music? Uh, honestly, in the morning, I, I try to keep my mood chill. Okay. So I'll listen to maybe country or try to keep it to where I'm just relaxing because I'm resting for the fight. And then the closer it gets, I'll start playing some rap or playing some hip-hop and Biggie, $0.50, you know. Um, so you um, stay with it. And then when the lights go on yeah,
1: and you're coming out the tunnel, what's it feel
2: like? Uh, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Um, even even better than winning the fight, I think that the best feeling in the world is coming out to that mm. ring. I do personally.
1: Well, that's why they call it a ring entrance because I've seen some spectacular ones, Micah. But that's what excites me
2: too when they're first coming to the ring.
0: And I can remember the first time seeing you come to the ring as a professional. I believe we were up at Camel Rock, wasn't it? For uh, the that debut? was my
2: second fight. My debut was Buffalo Thunder.
0: Debut was Buffalo that's right. Thunder. I felt like you were shot out of a cannon. It seemed like the entrance <laughs> to the first round. What was that excitement and that energy like?
2: And how did you learn to manage it through a fight? I don't think I managed it well in that fight, to be honest with you. Uh, I stepped out walking from my ring rock and I just felt like a vibration. Like I did not expect, this is my pro debut. right? I did not expect that feeling. I did not expect the crowd to be so big. I know we sold a lot of tickets, but I did not expect that. And, I think it made my adrenaline pump so much and it just made me where first round started and I, like you said, I shot out like a cannon. There was no thinking, there was no, I just came out and I mean, I knocked the guy out thankfully, but I I think I got hit with a shot that I shouldn't have got hit with. I, I, I came, like you said, a shot out of a cannon. It was a little bit too exciting for me. So I had to learn how to chill myself out.
1: Let's take you back to Las Vegas, Nevada. Was there a moment in time where you drive down the strip and say to yourself, that's the MGM Grand Garden. Right? That is the T-Mobile Arena. This is where I'm going to end up. Did you have that moment?
2: Oh yeah, multiple times. I mean, who, I mean when you're there, you see you see the MGM and the and the T-Mobile Arena like every day. I'd pass by them and you look at them and and that's that's every fighter's dream. And if that's not your dream, then you might be doing the sport for the wrong reasons. But I think that's every fighter's dream. Who doesn't want to fight in MGM Grand or T-Mobile Arena? I mean, of course that that's the that's the goal and then coming back and seeing that look this is
1: going to be my aspiration this is an achievable goal i just have to put in the work exactly. so you understand that work piece to get there right oh yeah
2: i i think um i mean i always worked hard in the gym i've always stood in shape but i'm a new father now looking at my it gives me the chills looking at my baby girl that's like um that's what i work for right now you know I'm in the gym and I'm working my ass off and I feel tired and like I picture her in my head and it's like now I have a real reason to fight and, and and you know uh she she's all my motivation that's it right there.
1: Yeah and that's that's what it's about family first. Micah, where's this fight at? Where can everybody
0: tell us more about this Where everybody can go. The brand new, beautifully re-renovated Revel Entertainment Center. I know you guys have been there because they have a host of restaurants. They got a piano bar. You've been there for other sorts of entertainment, but now it's New Mexico's premier combat sports venue. They got concerts, but we just had Fight World there. You're going to see... The rumble at the Revel. You got Matthew Diamond Boy Grego, Josh Pitbull Torres, a ton of great young, talented fighters making up the undercard. Uh, real quick, Matt, keep talking about Las Vegas, and I got to know: Is there a moment when you're out there where you got starstruck?
2: Um, starstruck.
0: Where you were surprised by the body that you saw that you bumped into in the gym?
2: Um, honestly i seen so many people, man. It's like the first one i seen, it's kind of hard. Oh, it was Gamboa. It was Eurocus Gamboa. I know he's not what he used to be right now. Nah. But the reason I say he, he starstruck me is because he had got there and I was sparring. I finished sparring. I got out and he told me in Spanish. He said, I love the way you work. I love your um, I love your style. That's exactly what he told me, but he said it in Spanish. Um, I think he was the first one that I was like, Yorokas Gamboa. I mean, he was one of the best fighters, I think of his generation, be, be, before he fought Crawford, I don't think anybody was going to beat him.
1: Yeah, I agree. And at the time, Gamboa was on a serious run. Then he makes oh, yeah. the, the move up in weight. And Terrence Crawford is one of the best pound for pound fighters. If the not world. the best, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough business to move up and then see Bud Crawford on the other side. <laughs> so you're a Cowboys fan. I got to bring it up. <laughs> they have had a heck of a year. Um, I said this, and you should be happy, right? I said Cowboys-Bills at the very beginning. The very beginning, before football even kicked off, I said it's going to be the Bills, and it's going to be the Cowboys. Your thoughts?
2: Uh, Before this year started, I thought this was going to be our worst year in a long time. I was a little bit... Last year, we did good, and um, I was disappointed. I mean, every Cowboy fan has been disappointed for the past 20-some years, so I was disappointed. We, We let go of Omari Cooper... And I feel like before we had Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott wasn't doing much. Um, obviously, we have CeeDee Lamb, who's very talented, and um, I just didn't know if he was ready to be the number one yet. And uh, we start off the year bad. We lose to the Bucks, Ugly game. Dak Prescott's hurt. I'm like, our season's done. We're, we're over with. And then you get uh, Cooper Rush come right. in, and heck of a backup. A lot of people were saying to keep him in instead of D- Dak Prescott, which I don't agree with. But heck of a backup. Put us... Back on flow, and after seeing us play and and Micah Parsons, the damage that he was Ooh. doing to quarterbacks and the offensive linemen, I was like, okay, mate, we have something because uh, like they say, defense wins championships. I think we have one of the best defenses in the league, and I mean our offense is number one right now with Dak at quarterback. Besides his interceptions, but I mean we're number one at offense, and and our defense, like I said, top three in the league, easy.
1: I'm a Raider fan. Everybody knows it, and I said the
0: Cowboys, Micah.
1: And I'm still sticking with the Bills, and um, I think that's going to be
0: a heck of a Super Bowl. I'm still going 49ers, Brock Purdy, that incredible smashing defense. I got a run game that's just dynamic like crazy, but I was telling you before, Eagles 49ers in that NFC Championship game, I think I'm swaying over to the Cowboys because... It's amazing to see how bad the Eagles' defense is playing without their quarterback on the field. Makes no sense to me. So kind of lost some of that. They fate. got
2: some. Um, they got some defenders dinged up as well. I think that's a big part of it. But um, I think Brock Purdy's too young.
0: It'll well, be interesting. We'll see. He's been close to a couple major, you know, interceptions. Been able to avoid them. Just they seem to be a well-oiled machine. And in the AFC, it's kind of anybody's guess right now.
1: Yeah, anybody could win it on both ends. Diamond Boy, what a pleasure, man. I know you've been in studio a couple of times. And I'm I'm excited um, because your potential, your potential level is, I've said it, I've seen, here's the interesting thing. And, I, and sometimes I go way back. I saw Johnny when he first started professionally. I saw Danny when he first started professionally. Think about that. Angelo Leo, I remember announcing his first like I don't know five, six, seven fights, and then when I saw him win that night on Showtime, it was almost like. And ask Sergis. I told Serge Angelo Leo will be a world champion, and you can ask Serge again because I told Serge again. Me and Serge, dear friends, I said Diamond Boy is going to be a world champion, and and I don't mean I don't mean to put that on you like oh, in this I mean, in this
2: space. I put that on myself all the time, but I, that
1: was even. Pre- prior to the very first fight diamond boy and i feel the same thing with abraham pettis i really do no he's a very good fighter yeah but but i i want to come back and i told this to austin trout i told him to all of them when you're when you're the world champ and you're all over esp like you're on all the networks you gotta make time to come back oh yeah you know what i mean because sometimes it becomes it becomes enormous yeah. And your phone might have nine hundred to a thousand calls and you're like, you might not get to me to three Thursdays ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I am so excited you're back in the spotlight, man. I, I truly am. You. I mean it. And I'm excited for this card for Pitt and and Micah. It it brings back a good energy. I haven't had this in a while.
0: When it's come to boxing. The energy is crazy. Everything's going great. I wanted to go all the way back, though, to the beginning to finish us off. When was it the first time that you said, I want to be a world champion? Hey, Even if it was just to yourself. Do you remember when that was?
2: I actually, um, in fifth grade, I still talk to my fifth grade teacher, uh, mind you that. Um, in fifth grade, we made a timeline of what we're going to do with our lives. On that timeline, my mom still has it saved. I had put on my timeline when I turned... 20 some whatever i'm going to be a real champion wow um and that's that's when i decided that and i stood to boxing and amateurs i mean I, I i took it serious and and now that i'm getting older i turned into a man i'm a dad now and and it's like everything i eat sleep and breathe boxing now it's it's completely different i'm, I'm gonna put on a show uh february 4th you guys cannot miss it
0: best of luck diamond boy make sure micah february 4th at Revel Entertainment Center and Cageminds.com, Cageminds MMA show on YouTube. I'm going to have a litany of interviews going up with all the competitors ahead of the event. Diamond Boy, thanks for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. You're
1: listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.
0: Presented by El Mesquite Market. Bringing cultures together.
1: Great interview with Matthew Diamond Boy Griego fighting February 4th. And I'm excited that boxing's back. 2023 is going to be incredible. We're close to our 100th show. We're going to do something spectacular on the 100th show, which I'm excited for. But, Micah, we haven't done factor fiction. And you know what? I need some factor fiction in
0: 2023. Micah Frankel, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. Kayvon Thibodeau never should have slid in the draft. Oh, how did he, Micah? Had too many diversified interests was the label he got. People were scared of his commitment to football. I see not a lack of commitment i see jpp i see oc umanura i see the scariest dn the giants have had since they hoisted a lombardi trophy mike i don't know how it happened that's the question i don't know how it happened but go ahead zion's hamstring will ruin the pelicans season
1: i don't i'm going to say fiction i don't want to say ruin but it's a big dent the way zion was playing and the way the pelicans were playing Micah, some people were talking we might see him in the final
0: but this will slow it down tremendously. It was clicking on all cylinders. It's such a shame to see that momentum just get halted one more time. Everything we think, every time we think we have liftoff with Zion and all that potential, we come plummeting back to earth. The Lakers created their own problems. Well,
1: I, I'm gonna, I don't want to say fact because initially, Michael, you think Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron sound great on paper. You don't expect Anthony Davis to get hurt as much as he does, but it's, we've been through this. And then Westbrook going to the sixth man. So, at first I would say fiction, but it's turning
0: into fact. I just wanted to make sure, because it sounds like LeBron James keeps saying that he's not getting enough help. I'm like, no, the moves just aren't working out. Are you getting the help? Yes. But to go back and say I never got it is a whole fiction of itself. It's just not working out. Nick Claxton... Is the unsung hero of the New Jersey Nets early sea or Brooklyn Nets? Excuse Brooklyn me, early Nets.
1: season success. Well, yeah, he's a big part, fact, huge part. But I also think Kyrie's coming into his own as well, and I think that's another big part. And then KD's KD, KD's but, KD, yeah. Kyrie's Kyrie. But but you didn't expect him to gel this well this quick. But Claxton's a big part of that.
0: Claxton being top 10 in the league in blocks, scoring in the paint. Unexpected. Those are the kind of contributions that will lead to the promised land. The Timberwolves should be thinking about trading Cat. Yeah, absolutely fact. They get... Go uh, Gobert, Go
1: Bear. And I think Carl Anthony Towns was used to being the guy in Minnesota. And it's just tough right now, Micah. So, yes, fact.
0: The paint's just too clogged up and... Carl Anthony Towns is lacking on defense. It might be time to look somewhere else. The tw- The Texans will draft a quarterback with the number 1 overall pick.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. I just don't know which one.
0: But which one would you draft?
1: <sighs> the kid from TCU, Micah, he's just gritty and gutty, and they're going to say, Mike, are you sure? C.J. Stroud, uh, others are going to go with the Ohio State quarterback. And then do you go with Bennett from Georgia? I mean, there's a lot of choices. But Duggan from TCU right now, I'm thinking to myself, his draft stock
0: had to go way up. And has Bryce Young done anything to not be in the mix? And I think there was a Caleb Williams that actually hoisted the Heisman Trophy. Which which way are the Texans to go? The TCU kid might be the right political move. In-state? He's
1: in-state, but I think the move they have to make is either Bryce Young from Alabama or C.J. Stroud or Caleb from USC. That's a tough one, Mike. There's a lot of quarterbacks coming out.
0: There's a lot coming out. Uh, What's going down is that Donovan Mitchell dropped 71 points. I don't even got a fact or fiction. I just need you to tell me how incredible that is because that was a 7.
1: Yeah, 71-71. Kobe had 81-71. Think about what I'm telling you. In one game, 71 points.
0: And 11 assists, the most ever in a
1: 70-plus point game. And not just that, Micah. He's doing it against the best in the world. Like when Kobe put up 81 in our era. In our era, he did that against players that are the best in the world. Now 71, can we get to 80 again? I don't think so, but it wouldn't surprise me. Luca had 60 the other night. 71 out of Donovan. It's I don't know. Can 80 be accomplished again?
0: Oh, we know that you were saying 71 against the best in the world is because he did it against Zach Levine and DeMar Rosen, and you were giving my Bulls some respect, so I thank you for that, well, finally. But
1: Zach Levine and DeRozan, both all-stars. I mean, he put up 71
0: against two of the best in the world, Mike. Incredible performance. There has been a different Donovan Mitchell since landing in Cleveland. The sun is setting in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, fact. <laughs> That's
0: a fact. Just right now, too many injuries. Bridges is injured. You got Johnson injured. You can't keep CP3 or Booker healthy. Right now, this is a bad window-closing moment for what looked to be such a promising role just a year ago.
1: And that's why when you're so close to it, Micah, when you're so close to that championship, you have to close it because it's tough. Any any championship you hoist is tough.
0: Derek Carr will be a C quarterback next year.
1: Not a C quarterback. He's going to start somewhere. I, and I don't know if you're going with the Seahawks, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. He will end up in one of two places. Carolina, right? Possibly. Possibly. Carolina. Or the New York Jets. See, I was going C because I think he's going to be a commander or a Colt. Oh, okay. I could see that as well. So now we have four teams, and I think they all have to show interest.
0: Kelly Olynyk will be a hot commodity at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think so, but to who? Possibly to Miami, possibly to Milwaukee, possibly to Golden State. As weird as it sounds, a well-thinking, good-passing big man who may be a defensive liability. He's still active, he still tries, and he's smart. Smart players, he's going to have... A list of traits. It's going to be a wild kind of race to see who gets Kelly Olenek. I never thought I'd say that. well,
1: Well, let me ask you this. What about the Mavericks? And if you're the Nuggets, do you need that type of player to put you over the top?
0: I don't know if he makes enough of a difference when you already have a Christian Wood who can pour it in and a Spencer Dimwitty. It's interesting to see the Kimbo experiment is not working out. There's been rumors about the Mavs wanting to pick up Derek Rose, but you have to do something to have more capable ball handling so that Luca is not having to do everything every night because at this pace, I don't know how that man has enough gas to get three rounds into the playoffs. (laughs) Fact or fiction? Well, actually, this isn't even a fact or fiction. I just need to know who in 2022 was Mike Adams' Boxer of the Year.
1: That's a good question, Micah, and there was a couple. I mean, when I look at this as a whole, right? I mean, Canelo fought some of the best dudes, right? Yeah, he lost to Bivol, but he took a lot of chances. Would you agree with that? Definitely did. Tank Davis had a hell
0: of a year. Definitely did. Right? He, he's had a, a, quite the year already, too.
1: yeah. We, right. And he fights here coming up tonight, I believe. Well, no, last week.
0: Yeah, Tank last David. week. Yeah,
1: last week. So, I mean, when you talk about...
0: I, I, it's hard to choose, Michael. Who are you going with? I went with the monster, in a way. The power, the moving weight classes, stopping guys across the globe. It was a hard race. But, anyway, for me, just... Outran everybody. And
1: here's the thing for me too, Micah, because NUA is one of the best of the best. I've said it many a times, pound for pound. No, the, the thing with NUA, Micah, if you're not in the know of watching boxing, you can say that name and nobody's going to know what you're talking about. And that's the tough part. That's why if NUA could just... I, I need him to get some mainstream television. You know what I mean? Like coverage like a 24-7 or like a all-access He needs that for us to really appreciate the ability that he has. But he needs it. The way Tank is getting all access on Showtime—that's what Inuyu needs.
0: It's a little different when you fight on Top Rank on ESPN Plus at five a.m. in America, so that you can fight at the prime time in Japan. There's a whole different contractual obligations with him having co-promoters. But you are right, and. It's also to his detriment that if you're south of 122 pounds, where he's been doing his damage, it just doesn't get the same recognition as other weight classes.
1: Let me give you an example: Floyd Mayweather was undefeated, correct? And everybody knows it. Yep. Okay. Ricardo Lopez, 105 pounder, was undefeated, and nobody ever brings him up as one of the undefeated fighters of all time.
0: The small guys. You you see where I'm going
1: with that? That's what that's what I'm saying. Ricardo Finito Lopez, one of the best boxers ever. His skill set was amazing, and people forget he never lost a fight.
0: Never lost a fight. It, again, the small weight classes don't get the respect. So did you have anyone else besides anyway? You had Tank Davis, you had Canelo. Did you think either one of them had a better year though than the monster?
1: No, they didn't on paper. On Course paper. Not. But what I'm saying is
0: they have the recognition.
1: They recognition, but also Canelo, he took
0: risks. I thought Anyway did too a little bit.
1: Well, he did, but again, you're talking about but Canelo really G-G. did. Triple G, you're talking about Bivol. You're ta- he fought everybody. He fought everybody, Michael. So again, that's just me knowing that Canelo's on TV and easily accessible. Where Anyway, you got to go find him. Did
0: we have? Have you ever seen a Wilder year in MMA? We had three fifth round title changes.
1: Yeah, it, that MMA had an incredible year. UFC, MMA. And now with PFL and Jake Paul. now oh, you saw that. I did see that. And not just that, Micah, but the Bellator Rising was a big hit.
0: Shout out to John Dotson. One minute first round knockout in Rising. Yep.
1: So it was an incredible year for mixed martial arts for sure.
0: Incredible year for mixed martial arts. Incredible year coming up here. We mentioned to you Bare Knuckle FC. Officially, the main event, Mike, we're having a light heavyweight title unification bout. Lorenzo Hunt versus Mike, the Marine Richmond Abelator vet. Hunt a two division bare knuckle cruiserweight and light heavyweight champion. We have a bunch of local fighters on the card Nick Gonzalez, St. Nick from United Fit, yep. both the Pettis brothers, as far as I'm being told. Shout Derek out to the Fighting Pettises. And Gene, both gonna be on the card. And returning for her second time in the squared circle, you got Fit NHB's Jamie Hinshaw.
1: I gotta say, the Fighting Pettises of Belen, because there's the Fighting Pettises locally
0: too. Right, we got the brothers from Albuquerque that do it mostly in the boxing ring. But the Fighting Pettices of Belen, Micah. Anywhere. A ring, a cage, (laughs) bare knuckle gloves, no gloves. They don't care, man. They're there to scrap. You know what? They've always
1: fascinated me.
0: Love those guys. Right?
1: They've always... I could... Man, the stories that could be told with the Fighting Pettices of Belen. Shout out to both of them.
0: Man, my favorite one. Gene jumping on the scale just a couple months ago for legacy boxing promotions on a day notice and getting the knockout over a much heralded amateur making his professional debut. That's the kind of danger that these guys bring. They are willing to scrap at a moment's notice.
1: Mike, I want to thank you. Factor Fiction goes fast. Great interview. Good job in, in getting Diamond Boy, Matthew Griego, in the studio. 2023 is going to be incredible.
0: It's gonna be an incredible year. We got some big fights locally coming up in February. And don't forget, in March, I might be planning a trip to the Alamo, San Antonio, Texas. Holly Holm is back in the octagon. Yeah, we'll be excited for that. I want to thank Sal behind the glass. I want
1: to thank Joe O'Neill, the president, for Alyssa Ryan and Preston John Michael. Don't forget Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to go to the Instagram, it's Mike Adams2.0 at Mike Adams2.0. And you're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7. The
0: team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market. Bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday 9 to 10 on your New Mexico-owned and operated station. ESPN Radio
1: 101.7 The Team.